0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
1: We get to talk about
0: one of our favorite things again today. I'm so excited. You're so funny. I think it's so funny that you love meetings. Maybe it's because you don't go to very many of them.
1: I don't love meetings. I love traction. And that's where we learned this outline from. No, meetings can fuck off. I literally hate them. But this is my favorite meeting because we follow this outline and it makes the meeting super efficient. So You've heard us talk about traction before and like, we're not going to talk about the whole book again because you can definitely find an entire review as an episode way back. Just search strategy hour traction or something like that. If you haven't read the book, I highly suggest it. You can pick up your copy in Amazon by heading to bossproject.com slash Amazon. Amazon. And looking for that there along with our, our other favorite business books and business tools. But I want to share that it's, it's super great, even if you don't have a team. So like truly like understanding this outline, understanding how to run a meeting, even if it's with yourself seriously is so beneficial. And I think the reason why I'm super passionate about sharing this outline and I want to break everything down for you is because I feel like a lot of people who have a similar personality to me, I don't know if it's the three in us. Or I think it is part of it is like literally meetings, nothing feels like more of a waste of time to me than meetings. And so in our relationship, our work relationship, Abby has dofully, amazingly taken on the cap of having meetings without me and get stuff done and I don't know. I don't necessarily think you would say you love them, but I don't think you hate them as much as me,
0: correct? No, I don't. I don't hate them, but I I know that they serve a purpose. So I don't meet unless I think it's necessary. If I can Vox someone or send them a Slack update, I'll do that all day long. But occasionally it makes sense to get in a Zoom room or hang out with other people online whether or in person. I mean, technically you could do either. And just really break things down where you're at. I have a couple of meetings that I do on a weekly basis with different departments in our company to just kind of know and understand where we're at with things, update them. Because Emily and I, for a long time, were really good at making decisions and telling no one that <laughs> we made them. And so now I disseminate yeah. that information on well, a weekly basis. And I but- have meetings with you
1: literally every single day. And oh, for sure. That part never seems like a problem to me because I feel like, and the only reason why I'm describing this more is because I do think there are a lot more people out there like me who, I mean, truly like, it's not that I'm like, oh, I just hate meetings. Cause like, oh, I don't like going and sitting there and chatting. Like, it's not that at all. That's definitely part of it. But like to my inner core, I just hate inefficiency. And so a lot of time spent in meetings, not necessarily the whole meeting, but a lot of time spent in meetings for me is literally a waste of time. And I'm just sitting there like I could be doing so many other things. I could have just sent this to you in a box and then I could have been done. I'm just like very like, I just need a quick answer. I'll give you this quick response and then we're going to be done. There's very few things for me that I need to talk it out. And the only person I really find benefit in talking things out is you. And so what our relationship has worked really well where – You go to the meetings and you get into the nitty gritty details of things. And then you give me the high level information. And if there's anything where you want my feedback on, we do that. And so that where I'm like, okay, I got the tiny sliver of the inefficientness that I needed from that hour long meeting and I'm good. So... If you despise meetings like me, or maybe you haven't even identified that you hate meetings because you haven't had to do any or go to any. If you are at all the person who's like, finds the shortest line possible at the grocery store and like critiques like restaurant efficiencies when you go there or just like anything where you're like, if you did this thing, this could go faster and better. If you're that person, I really feel like you would enjoy this outline.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say is like, someone who's worked corporate and been in a big office setting. I will tell you, I think the reason Emily thinks us that we have a meeting every day is because she hasn't worked (laughs) in that environment, but our, when we chit chat, it's literally the equivalent of me walking over to her desk and asking her a question. Like it's generally not a full-fledged meeting. Now, do we have meetings? Absolutely. We have planning meetings at least once a month. We will do like big quarter-long updates. We'll plan out our year. We'll whatever. That that happens. But then there's a lot of the okay, I'm working on this. This is what I'm doing. Here's how we're dividing and conquering and whatever. So this though is a meeting and it's very intentional and it's, it involves all of our core team members. Now for you, if you don't have a core team, if you don't have employees or contractors that are working with you on a longer, more hours than just a couple here and there, then this might be something you're only doing for yourself. And some of it may feel a little frivolous, but I still think all the pieces are important, even if they're shorter or not as long and drawn out if it's just you,
1: right? Well, and I also want to say, please do not hesitate to ask your contractor to come to this meeting. We have contractors who work very minimal hours throughout the month just because of like the nature of their specific role. And so one of our contractors comes to the first meeting of the month and that's it. And she just gets like a rundown and we chit chat and she feels integrated. Someone else like even is still just like on a low hourly per week or per month but she still comes to every weekly meeting. And so don't hesitate to ask like you don't have to have employees to ask people to come to meetings. Are you paying for it? Yeah. But I think the culture and the here's what's going on like on a like literal weekly basis and just the insider knowledge from if you have more than one person on your team,
0: it's super super helpful. So the thought with this meeting structure is that you can get in and get out in 30 minutes. Does that always happen? No. Like, I would say our typical meeting is more like 40, 45 minutes. And we had one yesterday that was an hour and a half. But there was that was also us covering so many things. So much our going meeting on
1: 2020. So obviously,
0: yeah, it was it was a lot. But this is meant to be five minutes each section. You're just like running through this stuff. You're figuring out what needs to get done. And then it's essentially you updating your to do list and like one go because we still plan like we still like Oh, we know this is coming up. Oh, we know we have to do X, Y, Z to get that, to make that happen. This is that like decompression opportunity for you to fill in the holes where, Oh, I forgot about this part or this popped up or something came up in an email or whatever. And you're addressing that all at one time rather than addressing it 7 million times throughout the week. Like you'd have one dedicated time a week to go through all of that as a group. Even if it's just you. (laughs) Right. And it helps you just stay more focused rather than trying to constantly put out fires. Well,
1: right. And it also helps you see fires before they're fire. Like you see the smoke before there's fire if you have these with yourself every single week. sure. So let's go ahead and cover the outline, like run down every step of the process and then let's break down a couple of the things.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to say what it is and like the... 10 second version of what that means. And then we'll go and break it down more. Segway, five minutes. It's essentially you like coming together as a group or you just like decompressing and being ready for a meeting. Yeah. It's the, hey, how are you? Scorecard, we're covering top level KPIs in our business. Rock review, we're reviewing the items on the scorecard to see what needs addressed in the meeting. Customer headlines, what do we need to know? What's going on? We're discussing our to discuss list and then we're writing down our to-do list. That's it. Super quick and easy.
1: So what I want you to notice, and we'll describe this when we talk a little bit more about the scorecard versus the discussion. The first few things, literally, especially if you're by yourself, should take you like two minutes per thing. You should just be like, okay, cool. Like... Hey, self, like I'm like setting intentions or whatever you need to do for that day. And then like moving on to the next thing, checking yes or no on the scorecard, moving through on those rocks. The discussion part is where you like pick apart stuff and actually break down problem areas or fixing things or talking out things or whatever needs to happen. I think that so often we get hung up on like, did it work or did it not work? And just like lingering in that space But what this has done for us is we're acknowledging at the very beginning, quickly, yes, no, did it work or no? Did we meet that goal or not? And then we will discuss it here in just a little bit. And just that little pause there, I think helps us and our team not like ruminate in issues and just be like, oh, this didn't work and just kind of like complain about something. And instead, it just like moves into like, okay, now let's talk about it. So that quick shift, I think is helpful for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So segue, how does this work with a group versus you by yourself? So as a group, be a human. I know this sounds goofy, but if this is the only time you're interacting with your team in a week, spend a minute to ask them how their weekend was. If something comes up, like be sympathetic to what they're going through. Like this isn't about like running this like I uh, know army like professional meeting, like you have to still be human and still show up for your people. And this sets the tone and culture for how everything works going forward. And if you're kind, then like I think that rubs off on people. Now, if you're by yourself, I think this would be a great opportunity. To write down maybe some things you're grateful for or to reflect on last week and like what were your wins or what were your failures or like what are you excited about? Just having those moments of self-reflection that maybe you don't make time for. It could literally you be sitting in silence for two minutes to just be ready and prepared If you need to meditate, if you need to pick a
1: word of the week or like some set some intention, Mm -hmm. I would do that here.
0: So the scorecard, they go over in deep detail inside the book traction. But I think 100% you can have one, whether you have a team or it's just you. I think you, it's a must, like you need it. So what you're doing is you're setting measurable things you can track that you can basically look at on a regular basis to make sure that you are on track for your quarterly and annual goals. This is like your microscopic, like, oh, like I'm working towards this. Things are happening. Things are moving. Things are whatever. And you can just check in and move on, check in and move on. So we have measurables for all aspects of our business. And these have to be numbers. Okay. This is how I felt about the last launch, or this is how I felt about sales last week, or this is like, because it's a pass fail. So when you're asking yourself,
1: like when you gather the data from the previous seven days, did you reach it? Did you not pass fail? So
0: the thought is you look at each of your measurable items and you see what your goal is for that. It might be a dollar amount. It might be a number. It might be a percent. It doesn't matter. It's just some version of a number you're going through. And I recommend writing down what the actual was in like a weekly column rather than just writing pass fail so that you can kind of see trends. And then I recommend coloring the boxes in. So like Everything that's a pass, make it a green. Everything that's a fail, make it a red or a yellow or whatever. Something to catch your attention. And then the only thing that moves on to other parts of the meetings are parts that are off track. Okay? yeah. Yep, You can congratulate
1: yourself and have a cool like, I mean, do that little moment. But there's no reason again, efficiency to break down how great something worked and why it worked. You only talk about like why something worked if it can help something that failed work. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like so often we're just breaking stuff down and talking about stuff in our business just for the sake of doing that when I just want you to move forward. And I want Like if you're chipping away at your goals week by week and realizing how far off track that you are, you are able to course correct a lot faster than realizing at the end of the quarter, oh shit, like it wasn't even close to reaching that.
0: Or, and the reason we implemented this in the first place is we were really not, what we were struggling with is we weren't able to tell if something was on track or off track until we got yeah, our P&L, a month later. which was often <laughs> two, months later. two yeah. to three weeks after a month had closed. So in some cases, we're five to seven, eight weeks out from when an incident happened. And that was not enough time to course correct. And so this allowed us to have this internal check-in. Is it more work? Sure. But it's like, It's supposed to be things where you're like, okay, I'm going to log in here and check this. I'm going to log in here and check that. And I'm going to put it all in one place. And the cool part is when you have a team, you are not responsible for all the numbers. You delegate. You assign (laughs) certain measurables to certain people. And ideally, these are things related to their position. These are things that showcase how well they're doing at their job. And... It doesn't mean if they get off track that they suck and you should fire them. No, that's not at all what we're saying. But it can tell you, oh, okay, maybe they are doing their job, but there's this tech thing that's broken. Or maybe they're doing their job, but they need training in this area. Or I didn't get them up to speed on XYZ. It's... or maybe the goal was unrealistic. Yes. Like this is to us.
1: This is what we have seen a lot. Right. And I hear from our audience so many times about like, okay, great. I'm just going to pick a number out of thin air. And I don't have five years of history in business. And even if you do, things change all the time. So how do I set a goal and how do I break it down? Sometimes like you just have to kind of pick and break down, but you will begin to see after a couple of weeks, like Were you even close to reaching that at all? And like, is it realistic for you to get there? Or do you need to reassess? Right, right. I would rather you reassess two weeks into the year than six months.
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. We have, let's see, 13... Measurable things that we look at on a weekly basis. I think in the I think Traction says like five or seven is what they suggest. Yeah. But we basically gave everyone one or two. Yeah. I think the thought is that everyone should really only have one and it's like their main one. But like, I'll give you an example. We have a girl who's focused on recovered payments and For her role, we could just have a what's your overall recovery rate, and we could write that down. But we decided as a group, her involved too, that like it makes more sense for us to show it based on which product so that if there's a issue. Is it an issue with what's going on with her? Or is it an issue with a specific product? And if we just had like a cumulative average, it would be harder to tell that. So we decided to break it out. Specifically, like when she broke it down for this one,
1: one product had like an 88% what is it? Capture, like recapture or something. Yeah, yeah. And then one was like 20%. And so like the average of that, like wouldn't really tell us anything. And so we're able to see, okay, this one is
0: significantly lower. What does that mean? And that's fine. Like yeah. you may even look at that and be like, that's not surprising based on whatever. Right. right. It just um, gives you more insight. Yeah. So the thought is you have those main things and if it's just you, then pick the main things that you're working towards in your business and find things that are related. It could be churn, it could be sales, it could be new customers, it could be traffic to your website. It could be right. well, it could be all sorts of things and they give even more ideas in the book, but the thought is you need to have something that can tell you if you are moving towards the right things. Now, the next section is rock review. And I feel like you and I actually need to review the book because uh, yeah. I was thinking when we did this meeting yesterday that your scorecard and your rocks were one and the same, but I don't actually think they are. Do you know? This is me being very honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they
1: are because when we when so I'm thinking either. back to when we did that meeting, like it's rocks slash sh- 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 no, it's goals because I also get rocks confused with like the issues list. No, so this is like overall for
0: the quarter, right? But like anyway, there's anyway, this whole other section.
1: That section.
0: <laughs> there's this whole other section where you're supposed to run through some main objectives. The way we have it formatted, I put our rocks in our scorecard, so like we're covering those things. I don't know if that's technically how you're supposed to do it. So there's no right or wrong way. This is how we're running the meeting. Totally go read the book. But once you know, okay, those pass fail list, then you're going to drop those fail items in your to discuss list. Do not break them down right now. Yeah, so you literally say like if you had a goal
1: for subscribers and you did not meet it, it's a fail. So you write under the d- to discuss list failed subscribers or you know, didn't reach goal for subscribers or whatever it is or subscribers off track. And then you'll leave it there. You finish your scorecard and then you move on to the next step of the
0: meeting. Okay. So the next step in our meeting is going over customer headlines. This is meant for us to celebrate as a team, but also for us to identify potential issues that are happening behind the scenes. Like recurring issues. Yeah. Yeah. So like
1: Our team does an amazing job at not letting us in on like maybe nitpicky stuff that's in our inbox or DMs or whatever. If it's just like a one-off complaint or a one-off issue, they don't bother it. But they definitely make note, okay, I'm seeing this person ha- or these people have this same issue over and over and over again. Is there a tech thing? Is there something that's confusing over here? Is there something that we need to you know, like fix, right? And so it's stuff like that that gets brought up in this section. And like yesterday was a big thing where it was like, Some people were getting double emails and then some people were getting the wrong emails. And so is it a glitch? Is it something we need to fix in active campaign? Is it like, what is it? So it gives us that opportunity really quickly
0: instead of just
1: like six months of people getting double emails and getting pissed off.
0: Yeah, so for you, if it's just you, I suggest that you think about trends during this time. Definitely celebrate those like, So-and-so said this about my product or my launch or whatever. And like take your moment in that, but then also think about the last week. Have you been seeing the same question pop up? Have you been seeing an email where it's like, it might be as simple as well, based on this information, based on me thinking about the last week or the last 30 days, I get this question two twice a week. Why haven't I written a canned response? Right. 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 Or why haven't I set up this to auto whatever? Yeah. Or why haven't yeah. I, whatever? And what I might
1: do also to help you, because I can't remember yesterday. And so like, I could definitely understand where you're just like, oh, I don't think there were any issues. But throughout the week, especially if it's just you, if you're the one responding to a student, client, customer, whatever question, or if you're seeing this error message pop up, like deal with it in the moment if that person needs responded to, but then star that email or flag it and label it, put it in a folder where you're like, this might turn into a recurring issue that I need to address. So then every week you can open up that folder during the section of the meeting and be like, okay, this was one off. I'm going to delete it. This doesn't matter. Oh, but these, I'm seeing a theme over here and I need to address it.
0: Mm-hmm. So again, it's just you pulling out, you're trying to like quickly, yeah, pull out red flags so that you can address them and you can be efficient. So all of this is meant to be boom, 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 boom. So then what happens is you move in to your to discuss list. And if you have a visionary and a integrator, thank you, an integrator, In your business then the integrator is the deal breaker here and they decide what is the most important to discuss generally in the meeting i am like reordering the to discuss list so that it's just in order and i don't have to think about it but if it's really short i might jump around but i'm deciding okay this is what this is the most important and this is what we're going to talk about next because it could be that your to discuss list ends up being way too long and you are—you really can't, you're only one person or you're only a couple of people, you can't handle all of it this week. Well, and even traction is like, keep them meeting at an hour and a
1: half max. Like you might not get through all of your items. Those move to next week. But so that's why you have to put the important ones first. Like which ones are gonna be easy and
0: have the biggest impact? So I'm deciding what we need to discuss. Now, this might be a something that popped up from the pass fail on the scorecard. It might be something that popped up on customer headlines or it might be something that I know that I just need to think about and talk about or bring up whether that's as a group or by myself. Um, So if you're the kind of person that's like on a Sunday night, your head is spinning and I have like 7 million things going on. If you just like brain dump out your to-do list or things you need to think about, that's the kind of time where you could go through and process that information. Brain dumping and like processing are two very different activities. And honestly, I think they're meant to be done separately. So when you bring up one item, you walk through it. Like, is this something we just need to talk out and define to-do items for or Was this an item that failed on the scorecard and we need to investigate? Do you remember the kinds of questions that he mentioned talking about in that section particularly? Nope. Definitely should have brought the book to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So the main theory here is really just you spending time diving into it and deciding is there a solution? Like, can you get to an endpoint where everyone agrees that this is well, and like, truly,
1: what he talks about in the book, and I think it helped us actually stick to our like, no, we need to address this is he says, in the meeting is when you should solve the problem. Like in that meeting, mm-hmm. solve it.
0: It's not, oh, I need to go look into this. You are like pulling up analytics. You are pulling up things that might be broken. You are talking it out so that theoretically you can walk away with, I mean, you might have things to do, but you know what the solution is and you don't need to investigate any further. You're doing all the investigation, all the talking, all the discussion right now. Well, and I'll give an example of what we just did yesterday where... A team member
1: of ours brought up that she was seeing a recurring theme in the inbox where people were getting double emails or emails that they shouldn't get. So she like copied over three emails that she'd been chatting with people and put it on our to discuss list. And so I, right in that meeting, when it was time to talk about it, I pull up Active Campaign, I search their contact, I search Webinar Jam, I try to find the issue. Is there something right now that I can turn off or toggle or whatever to fix this issue? Or is it a bigger active campaign or webinar jam issue? Or was this just a fluke? And so we spent probably like, I don't know, close to 10 minutes on that issue as a team, talking it out, me digging, and then us coming up with, okay, here's, here's our phase one of how we're going to solve this problem right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may have a solution and then come back a week later and that didn't fix it. And that's okay. But it's, um, it's not meant for you to like, work on something, scramble on it. And then like, in the middle of the week, be like, it's still broken. Like that is so distracting. You have 7 million other things to be doing. And so like, not that like, there aren't things that we just go fix or just go do like, I get that you're running a business. And if it's like, hurting sales or whatever, you might go do something. But the thought is if it's pretty high level or I mean, honestly, not a focus, then do you need to be saving it for your next week leaving? Yeah.
1: And then there's another point that traction makes, which I don't think we're the best at mostly because I feel like we use the to-do list a little bit more than we should. So I want to try to get back to this habit because we did it at first, but traction suggests that the items that are on your to-do list should be able to get done that week at max two weeks. If they linger on that to-do list for the next meeting and then cannot get done that week, they should not have been put on that to-do list. And it's a discuss list. Like there's something that's blocking you from being able to complete that thing. And so clearly you need to like chat something out because the idea is you copy over, like you make a copy of this doc and rename it for the following week. You cross off the... To do list items that were done. Theoretically, there's nothing left on there. If there still is, and it needs discussion, like you need to add that to the discuss list. But we have a lot. No, I wouldn't say a lot, but we have quite a bit of things on our to do list. At least that has in the last couple of months that are like, oh, this is still on here, and we still need to just like linger about it and chat about it because the just a decision hasn't been made or something. And so I just want
0: to, I want to get more clear on those boundaries. Yeah, the thought with that is identifying are you truly just avoiding something or is it not a priority and you keep making it a priority when it's not a priority and it's thus like serving as a distraction
1: or you not equipped to do it like do you not know what you
0: need to do to do that thing right Right. or is it not specific enough or whatever Right. right so then based on your discussion you've identified a solution and that might leave you some action items. Those action items have, yeah. Yeah. Those action items go on your to-do list here. And if you have people on your team in the meeting, then you are assigning those to-do list items in the meeting. Now, if you're a team that thrives in Trello or ClickUp or whatever, I suggest you have one person be in charge of the to-do list and then translate those items into tasks in whatever your project management software is after the meeting. And that way people have a place to check in and check off and blah, blah, blah. So I know that's like a lot, but even if this is just you, I think there's so much opportunity for you to actually identify what's important and what is just feeling like your to-do list. Because generally speaking, the things that are like popping around in your head, some of them are so great and need to happen. A lot of them are ideas. A lot of them aren't actually things that need to get done. They're things you're thinking about or things you're considering or things you would like to maybe do in the future. And you've written them down on a to-do list, making them something you need to do. But before you do that they really should go through this process to see if they are even enough aligned with where you're trying to go to warrant any of your attention. I really
1: encourage you, even if it's just you, to look into this, snag the book or just follow the outline based on what we've shared today. I'm sure there's even blog posts from Traction and like the outline that you can look up online. Um, Implement it.
0: Yeah, if you're Googling it, it's called the level 10 meeting agenda.
1: Implement it and like, let us know. Can you let us know if you do implement it? And if you tweak it, like what your ideas are, what your takeaways are, how it changes you. I think that these check-ins are really important for business and there's no better time than to start right
0: now doing the good work. Okay. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership